Usain's gonna do it. He's a genius. I said welcome to Sugar Show. And welcome back to the Reserves Podcast, coming to you once again via Zoom. Whose fault is it this time? Kobe's. No, it yep. is not, Dylan. Don't lie. Yes it, yes, it is. Hayden has COVID. I am still immune. Yeah, but if you had it already, we could have just come together as a family while Hayden had it and did the pod in person. Yes. Could have, should have, would have. You are now becoming the minority here, Kobe. All right. So get with it. Get the disease. Join up. No, 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 no. I'm not the minority. I am the superior. (laughs) It is different. Well, I'm glad everybody's I'm glad everybody's tuning in today because we are going to be talking about politics. Yes, we are. And there's a hole in your budget, dear Labour, dear Labour. And for you for you guys to know, I voted for Kodos, not Kang. What? Oh god. (laughs) Yes. Simpsons Simpsons fans, you'll get that one. You will get that one. Well, I voted. I voted for Pauline Hansen. <laughs> I went Alrighty. for Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer. I am about to read the people's voice. Go for it. Tom Adors. How can people say they enjoy golf when the aim of the game is to play the least amount as you can? That's a little uh, thought-provoker. Don't mind that. I believe they... Enjoy the challenge that the game presents, Tom. Oh, Kobe, you're on fire early. Bang. I reckon Tom, call out for Tom here. I reckon he's going to come for you next week with a question like that. And or should I say an answer like that? Mm. You think he's talking to pool players as well? Because your aim is to hit the balls in as little times as possible? Correct. Correct. And I love um, the May also be talking to tennis players. As the point is to finish the game as quickly as you can. Six love, six love, swimmers. In the French Open at the moment as well. Hmm. I think Osaka just got knocked out. Good. In the first (laughs) round. Cop that, Naomi. Cop that. All right, next one. This one's from Declan Les. He goes, good one. Would you rather give up your favourite sport and keep every other sport or keep your favourite and give up every other? And we're going to say, he didn't specify, but we're going to say that the ones you give up are like permanently deleted from the earth. You forget they existed and you will never see them to exist again. I think I can survive without lacrosse. (laughs) So I still have footy, basketball. I think I'll be all right. (laughs) Um, um, I think, look. We all love our footy. We love it. But could you imagine when footy season's over, there's literally nothing else? Nothing else? I think Dude, you'd actually the, have to find a hobby. I think for one yeah. of the first time, I like fishing. No, fishing's a sport. Fuck. Yeah. I think for one of the first <laughs> times in like a, um, a cup bench, you know, what, what, what do we call them? Start bench cup start- scenario. Yeah. I've never cut footy before, but I think I'm going to have to give up footy to have everything else. Correct. I'm going to go – no, I agree. I, I'll cut footy or cricket. 
they're both par for me. But if I did pick football and said everything, everything else can piss off, would we be okay seeing AFLX as a hybrid version in the off-season? Would no. that open up more possibilities for alternative forms of football? I, no. I class AFLX as a higher achievement than the AFL Premiership, so I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I reckon, I'll tell you yeah. right now, if AFLX comes back, I will leave. You'll leave what? The Earth? I'll leave Earth. Oh, okay. I'll start a new colony on the moon with Kang and Kodos. <laughs> have, exactly. have you seen that yet? Yeah, I have. Oh, so good. Right, what are we talking about? Multiverse of Madness. Ah, Multiverse of Madness. John Krasinski. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Yes. Stretches. All righty. Next one. Clay Stone says, bit of another, bit of a thinker for us here. Yep. Is there more eyes in the world or legs? Animals included. More Ooh. eyes in the world or legs? I think. Ooh. How many eyes do flies have? Is it just two? Or do they have little ones? No, 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 it's just two. But there are billions of them. It's legs. Oh, how many legs do they have? Well, then you've got octopus. You've got octopus as well. Well, think of jellyfish. Oh, fuck. Oh, they're no, they, no, they're tentacles. No, they're legs. They could kick no, a footy. I think they're tentacles. <laughs> they could tackle someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm going to go legs. I'm going to go legs as well. Yeah. Gobbly going to something different. What a shock. <laughs> um, this is a three-parter from Benny Pohl. So okay. strap yourselves in. Just Last week. About Benny I'm just going to have to cut you off here, Dil. What he did on election day, voting in his Speedos, is nothing short of legendary. Was that him? Did you say that? Yeah. yeah. That was him, mate. He gets the yeah, now. Well done, Ben. Yeah. If you, hopefully he gets the Reserves Podcast logo on them. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice for the promo. Should, should we get Speedos with the Reserves logo on them? I think I think you we should would go look naked and just draw the logo on you. No, that will not be happening, Dylan. Would you, Kobe? Would you wear a pair of Speedos? Some people would like that, Kobe. Mm. Pair of Speedos with my face on it. Would you wear it, yes or no? Yes. No, no. <laughs> I would never be able to look at myself in the mirror again. Mm, fair All enough. right. Deal. Go to the question. He goes. So a statement and one question. Last week, Cobb said people listen to the pod and like the way he articulates things and agree with what he says. However, no one has ever said that. <laughs> What's his point? <laughs> it's just, just a statement. It's just a statement. No one has ever agreed what? with what you've had to say. He's giving us fucking budgies in the fucking bin, mate. Stick it up your ass. <laughs> Piss off, mate. Just after he gave him a shout out, he brings yeah, him down. Fuck it. All righty, oh, and then no, part three. Quickly again. What a shock. <laughs> Kobe, what are you doing? Oh, no. He goes, hanging shirts on the line, do you hang them from the shoulders or from the base? Shoulders. Uh, base? Shoulders. 
<clears throat> is that it? Nothing else from Hayden? Oh, I was expecting Hayden to fight us both. Is that it? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't go into further detail or articulate any further for questions by Ben Palmier. So. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, this one's from Cam Ukes. He, he's pretty much saying he is vilified for being fat. <laughs> at mm, what I think point, he might have. I think what, he copped it on the weekend. At what, <laughs> at what point does fat become a race? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh that's an important question that needs to be answered, not by us. Oh, boy. Um, this one's from Casey Vander. Thoughts on people who call players by their first names at the footy? Yeah, I've got a habit of that. I do it when I'm angry. What would you say, Cobb? I do it a fair bit. Well, you're oh, a dickhead, so there we go. Whoa. <laughs> Bang. You're, you're really hammering down on a man currently testing positive for the, for the virus, mate. Yeah, I am. Piece Softy. of shit. Um, yeah, I do, it, I do it when I'm angry. Like when Andrew Brayshaw doesn't go for that short one. Fucking hell, yeah, Andrew. Andy. Andrew. Fuck. Bloody hell. No, nah, but I've he's got on, cute little nicknames for He's for on them. 14 and a quarter time. Fuck. Andy Pandy. <laughs> what are you doing? I get um I've got bruises on my arm from uh, my better half but when I uh, when I watch football and whenever my fantasy player gets it, I either call them by their first name or I go kick it, kick it, kick it every single time if they're in my fantasy side. Does that happen for you guys as well? So what we're saying no. is you get abused by your girlfriend. Yes. That's when all I watch football. That is all we've got out of that. <laughs> yeah. So whenever Jack McRae gets it, I'm going, kick it, Jack, kick it, Jack, kick it, kick it. And then he handballs, and then I get a punch in the arm. So um, there we go. That's a bit of insight into the household. Uh, this one's from Josh. How's your fantasy season going before the buys? I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about oh, it. Next I was flying until the last two weeks. I've lost about eight players. So that's fun. We're yeah, just trying I'm sitting, to recover. We're just trying to. We're limping to the bar. Yeah, I'm sitting top. I'm sitting two thousand. Was top two hundred at one stage, but Matt Rao had a nice had a few things to say about that. Unfortunately, I can get I can get nothing right. Bring in Rory Laird, captain. Shits the bed. Ooh. So my season. So yeah, fair I, enough. Been fucked for a long time. And then the last one here. You good? We good? What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go. I was gonna say say something. Best (laughs) final round dramas. Rank them. Man City this year. Abu Dhabi F1 last year. Aguero. Rank them. Aguero F1. F1 Aguero this year. I would flip Aguero and F1. Aguero is definitely number one. Yeah, I think Aguero is number yeah. one as well. But they the were one losing. thing I will, defend, I will defend the F1 on is if you went 15 years' time and you thought 
F1, that would probably be one of the memories that you think of. When you say Premier League, would it be the first reaction? Mm, not sure. Yeah, true. That's fair enough. Yeah. All righty. People's voice. Thank you. I put that up about an hour ago and we got all them questions. So I shut the bed for the people saying. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. We really do fall away when we have to use Zoom, don't we? What do you mean? Yeah, but yes. it's hard. It's so it's so delayed. <laughs> can't, can't not not stop the virus from entering your system, Toby. Well, I have so far. That is true. It's called being sanitary. Oh, whatever. All righty, let's get into it then. Final day. <laughs> Final day. Yeah. Oh, God. Was yesterday. Yep. Um, Correct. At the end of it, it was if Liverpool win, Man City need a win. If Liverpool draw, Man City, all they have to do is they could, they could lose, actually, if Liverpool drew. But the end result was if Liverpool won, City had to win. And at one stage, it was 2-0 down to Aston Villa. Cobb, were you awake for the whole thing? Watch the whole thing. I was up till 2 o'clock in my well, Give it to us, mate. Give, give us what, Tell us what happened. Um, I had the three devices. I actually had four devices up at the start. Um, people said, just watch Goal Rush. Why did you, sorry, no. sorry to cut you off. Why did you turn one off? What do you mean, turn one? Oh, so let me just so, elaborate. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't go halfway through here. No, I no, had Liverpool, go, yeah. Liverpool on the main TV. I had Man City and also had the Tottenham-Arsenal game up as well. Mm. And half-time, Tottenham were up 2-0 and Arsenal were up 2-1. And to see Aston Villa ahead 1-0 at halftime against City, which was, I think Villa were paying $16 to win the game. So to see them ahead at halftime was massive. And then a draw at Anfield. I concluded that for Arsenal to finish top four, needed Norwich to kick three goals in the second half. And being the lowest side in the Premier League, wasn't going to happen. So turned off the Arsenal game, turned off the Tottenham game. So Dylan, congratulations on... Where did Arsenal finish? Fifth, mate. Just fifth. And where did Tottenham finish? Fourth. Ah, I see. Continue hey, with I'll give you. I'll give you credit where credit's due. Did you guys finish fourth? No. Did we give you fourth? Yes. Big difference. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Uh, you enjoy your Champions League first uh, group stage knockout, mate, and um, we'll we'll see you in the Europa League final when you come back. Well, right. Everton escaped relegation, so five-one last night, mate. Lick him. Funny thing last night. Um, so, as we all know, Man City title champions um, after being down 0 2 uh, with 30 minutes, oh, probably about 25, oh, 35 minutes left in the half. Um, and then in the space of five minutes, City went bang, 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 kicked three goals and won the game 3 2. It was honestly me- memorizing. The emotions in uh, the Etihad Stadium was unbelievable. Um, and then Liverpool still won 3 1 against Wolves, but unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Your team, Everton, Kobe, against Arsenal, they were down 5-1, two minutes remaining, and they found out that Liverpool weren't going to win the title and their, all their fans in at the Emirates, at Arsenal's home ground, were celebrating, cheering, in yeah. the stand, throwing beers, carrying oh, I love, I love the Premier League fans, though. Merseyside. So 
yeah, Merseyside. It was so good. Um, but it was if we didn't have Aguero, if we didn't have that epic final day memory that we've had what ten years ago, this would go down as the one of the greatest um, final day series of all time. Um, yeah, you just really, yeah. To see Gundogan kick two, um, Rodrigo to kick that, kick his second or kick the second, sorry. Um, yeah, and Liverpool were tense all day. They, they weren't fantastic by any stretch of the imagination, but good teams win games. And um, there were certainly epic scenes at the Etihad. Did you stay up till or you fell asleep halfway through? Or? No, I, went, I fell asleep at half time. So really, at the end of the day, I actually missed the good part. But you just, like you said, it was epic. But you would have just loved, because at no, as we discussed pre-pod, Liverpool didn't actually lead the title, despite Man City going down 2-0. Yep. Man City kicked all three of their goals before Liverpool kicked their their um, go-ahead goal. Yep. So if Liverpool had have kicked that go-ahead goal first before City went first, then they would have actually led the title and then that would have just been, you know, insane. But there was a three-minute gap between City goal and Liverpool goal and that was the way it was, but it was still an absolutely insane finish. Mm. I think it was... Lost you for a tickle there, Dill. What do you mean? <laughs> Just for a little No, no, we jumped out there for a bit, Dill, but you're back, so you're fine. Don't stress. Um, oh. I think it was when Aston Villa scored, obviously having the two screens up, um, you just hear Anfield start to erupt when Aston Villa scored that first. And when they scored that second, they erupted again and just went, oh, my God, oh, my God. It was, yeah, it was epic. It's fantastic. Great for the league. Um and yeah, I guess now the innuendo heading into next season or starts again. So Stephen Gerrard stuffed up again, fucked it for Liverpool twice in a row. Once as a player, once as a manager. Mm. That's it. Alrighty, uh, we also had before that the F1, so Spanish Grand Prix. Unfortunately, yes. our boy Charles Leclerc power shuts off. Uh, what was it? Twenty laps in. Oh, you, you might just have to repeat that one, Dale. Just repeat that one. You go. And it's it's also <laughs> your boy. It's your boy, not our boy. Your boy. Yeah, your True. boy. Yeah. Your boy, Charles Leclerc. Um, it was a funny one as well because if he hadn't have um, if he hadn't have lost all his power, which is an issue that Ferrari need to fix, by the way, he would have won that race very easily. Oh, of course he would have. Yeah. It was looking very good. Um, but, yes, a little issue with their ICE, which, for those that aren't aware, is their power unit, but is also housed in a cooling unit, and that is the ICE. So they lost power, and there goes Charles Leclerc. <laughs> Not good for him, considering Monaco is next week, and he has never finished a Monaco race. Wow. Mm. Oh, he even was racing in the Classic Grand Prix, which they have every year in Monaco, and he actually crashed one of Nicky Lauda's race, uh, cars. So he's going really well at the moment. But anyway, after that... Uh, I lost you, Cope. We lost you for a minute. We've got to say that again. This is going really well, isn't it? It's becoming extremely frustrating. That's okay. Uh, we they lost- can't. 
So Carla Signs going around. Apparently they didn't have very good um, back tire grip, so they lost him for a little bit, and then they lost, and then we lost Max Verstappen for a little bit as well. But no matter. George Russell just defending the shit house out of it. He actually was fun to watch. Yeah, it was a pretty good mm-hmm. race to watch. Um, those late laps. Were the... of, what did you think of Perez? Well, he wanted built... to keep the lead. He he's wanted built... to keep the lead. He wanted to have a crack at Russell earlier as well, and he and they didn't let him pass Verstappen because I think they knew he was in the quicker car at them at that time, especially through Max's DRS issues that he was having, which was very funny, made him very angry. But um, he's a spoiled brat. Yes. Oh, he is a spoiled brat. Um, yeah, it's getting interesting now. Basically, that, whoever finishes the ra- uh, whoever finishes the race out of Verstappen and Charles wins at this stage. And, hey, we start our preseason predictions on the pod are starting to come into fruition, aren't they? We had pretty much deal you all over your team, uh, the old Ferrari, and we thought they were going to be pretty quick. And Mercedes were going to roll into it as we gradually got along. That effort from Lewis Hamilton was absolutely fantastic. Shame that he couldn't finish fourth in the end. Well, how was he uh, going to – he wanted to throw in the tower three laps in. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. I think but, uh, it's quite worrying, though, that with both cars, both Mercedes cars, with three laps left, they yeah. lost their ICE as well at the same yep. time. Water on the you. It was a very hot race and those cars struggled, but still very, yeah. very worrying. Your man Lando as well, Kobe, tonsillitis, got through and finished – where did he finish again? Eighth, seventh, eighth, wasn't it? Seventh or eighth. Yeah, McLaren, uh, they, they need the right track, like what Australia was for them. Um, otherwise, they don't. They just don't have the pace at the moment. And I really feel like Danny Rick is driving himself out of a spot in the F1. I think it's every... Let's go into Danny Rick. Is it realistic to think that our great man might not have a seat halfway through the year with McLaren? Is that realistic? I think he'll see out the year. I just don't know if we'll see him next year. He's really struggling at the moment. I mean, yeah. I think everyone who's ever listened to any interview that he's ever done ever knows that he wants to race in Vegas. That's his goal. That's his dream. Um, he's got to start putting some results in if he wants to get there. Yeah. Ah, very good. Pretty Moving simple, on. Really. And just another little one. What does Mick Schumacher, what more does Mick Schumacher have to do to <laughs> get right. the poor bastard? Yeah. had probably, what, three or four opportunities now and he just falls short? Yep. He almost needs that stupid wet race where he's just, yeah. like, and he just, he's going 16th or something like that and then 10 cars fall out of the race and he gets his points. That's what he yeah. needs. Yeah. yeah. He's a good little driver, though. I'll give that one. Could be on the market. Righty, boys. But anyway, that's that. That was the F one. That was the F one. Let's the go on to the Most exciting, boring race in a while. Correct. Let's move on to the NBA and boys. Golden State are just too good. Yeah, they are killing it. Correct. There's not much you can do, deal when it's Luca, Spencer, and Jalen Brunson versus the Warriors. Well, no, yeah. it's just um, Golden State's defense has been incredible. Job Wiggins has done on Luca has been nothing short of incredible, to be brutally honest. Luca still gets his points, but he's wearing them pretty tight. Agreed oh yeah, yeah. he's he's my oh he is making him work. He's he's done the best job on Luca we've seen this year. Great. Sorry, sorry, yeah. maybe ever, because mm. 
But what helps is just how well G, uh, Golden State play team defense. Yep. Because it seems like whenever Luca, so Luca will probably get past Wiggins, what? He'll drive past him 50% of the time, which is good for Wiggins. Every yeah. single time there's someone helping, every single time. Yep. And then he'll, he'll go to Dish and they're able to go from um, affecting the drive to being out on the three-point shooter. It's just been yeah. it's been crazy. Like even, even Kawhi, yeah. when he had to go up against Kawhi and Paul George, they gave him a lot of work, but he was always able to get – if he got past Kawhi, there was nothing else. His assist numbers have been quite down this series. Um, this time he's getting, well, yeah. This time he's getting past Wiggins and there's just – there's just help everywhere. So Golden State have been, yeah, they've been incredible. Um, Mavs shooting 30% from the field, two games, 20% from the three, two games. You're not going to win them. Um, lost the unlosable, which was just the, that was, I wouldn't say the dagger, but, you know, it's pretty clear we're not going to win this series. And if you look back to a turning point, that was the that was the game. That's right there. Yeah. What, what do you want to Losing that one, yeah. So, pretty like no team's ever come from 3 0 down. What do you want to see out of your Mavs, I guess, in game four and hopefully a game five deal? Uh, game four, just let's just let's just have a not like it might just sound like a pretty simple answer, but let's just have a nice win, you know. Let's go out yep. there and, like I said, this you reckon Golden State are just going to rack it up and just chill out and sit down and wait wait to get home in Game Five and you guys win by fifty? Nah, I reckon I reckon they're gonna they're gonna want they're gonna want the sweep. Um, and look, like I said, there's not really much to honestly change. It's just one of those things we have got to hit our shots. We had today Bullock, who we praised last series, yeah. Maxi, who we've been yeah. praising, and Dallas Batans has been alright. They went one of 18 from the field and zero of 18, sorry, zero of 14 from three. You're just not winning games like that. So let's go out. Let's have a nice win game four. And then let's stick, like, let's stick it up to them game five. We might not, we, we probably won't win it, but let's just, let's just be competitive for the rest of the series. This is a, this season is a game. success for the Mavs. Just win so hard. Yeah. With watching the game, watching the series, you just go, geez, Dallas are really, Client like you can see where Dallas's ceiling sort of is as a team, and then with Golden State, you watch them and you go, oh, they've still got another seventy five percent left here. Oh, they're 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 just cruising and they're down by five as they have been for most of the time in the first half. So yeah, it's it's a hard one, but um, like we said preseason, oh, sorry preseason pre series, Dallas had to everything had to go right for him to to advance. Um, and to be fair, uh, it did in game two, but they didn't finish it off. Yeah. Right. And role players hit their shots. It's ideal, isn't it? Deal. So, yeah. Uh, but hey, let's go east. That Miami Celtic series, what do you guys make of it so far? Game, I have no idea what to make of it. Mm. Game three, the one in Boston. Yep. That was the best playoffs game I've seen for a while. Yep. Hundred percent. Is Jimmy Butler healthy? Is he is he all right or no good? I don't know. I they're all really questionable. Seen. They're all questionable. Think of a heat player and they're questionable. Mm, PJ Tucker, 
Yeah. Bam, like what's happened to Bam? I don't understand. Like they're not even giving him the ball. They're not even really chucking him in many pick and rolls. It's he was actually really good in game three. He was he was in game three, but just his he usage rate has been, been so down. And it's almost they like they switched just... they switched everything after game two. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were really poor defensively. So they started switching everything and you know, Bam can pretty much defend all five spots. So yeah, they, but offensively, he's nowhere near it at the moment. They're just keeping him near the rim and not really letting him ball handle as much as what, what they had been throughout the regular season. It's been an interesting shift. Um, but I still think Boston's the better team in this series. They've got more firepower. They're probably equal defensively, I reckon, on average. Um, but, like, geez, if Jimmy Butler's injured, big no, question. Well, that's the thing as well. But- the real, the one space where Miami can get Boston is with Bam in the center, and mm. they, they're using him in a lot of pick and rolls. And Al, that's probably the one spot where Al Horford can defend him properly. So yeah. it's interesting so far. Yeah. Other question. Go. Other question. One of our pod favorites, Jason Tatum. Yes. In the loss, ten points. Yep. Six turnovers, more turnovers than field goals, right? Is there a star? Would you call him a star or a superstar? Tatum. Yeah. Here we go. If they if they advanced to the playoff, sorry, advanced to the finals and they won the finals, he would be a superstar. Oh, so I'll start with He's this anyway. He's petering at the moment. Go. Is there a star in the NBA that has a longer leash than Jason Tatum? A longer uh, leash? He just scored 10 <laughs> points in a playoff loss. I have not seen it anywhere, apart from a couple of troll Twitter accounts. If that is Steph Curry, if that is Luka, if that is Nikola Jokic, they are crucified for that performance. Is there another star that has a longer leash than Jason Tatum? He's he's the golden child of the NBA. I'd have to I'd have to strongly disagree. Purely from his game one and his game twos were absolutely fantastic, and he's carried him as being the number one man throughout these playoffs. Um, he, he has a bad game, sure. Everyone sort of has a has a bad game every once in a while. Um, that's when you hopefully have like if Luca has a bad game, like we don't ridicule him as much. Steph has a bad game. Don't ridicule him as much because they've got help sort of around them. Well, are you um, saying are you saying us? Because like, yeah, we don't, but the NBA media does. No, Steph yeah. and Luca Copper. After that 20 point game that he had in the first round, they'll be yeah, saying like, is Luca the man? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, he got I I don't know, because I reckon it's... I don't know, Kobe, you might disagree with me here on this, but been, he's been to a fair few um, Eastern Conference finals already. So is that is that why the media give him a bit of rest? Like, I know he hasn't been the leader of that side primarily, but he's been obviously a top two, top three player in that side. So they give him a bit of leeway because of that, you reckon? His early, season, early career success? No idea. No idea. No. I think, oh, I, think, I think he'll bounce back pretty hard next game. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, not probably not controversial. Is it cob like? No, 
it's not ridiculous like you. Okay. If Boston are to go all the way and win the NBA finals, Jalen Brown is quite possibly more important than Jason Tatum. Oh boy, that's that's spicy. Because when Boston are up and going, Jalen Brown is scoring 30. So you're so you're Boston saying when Boston are struggling, Tatum is scoring 30. So you're you're not saying he will be a better player than Tatum. You're just saying in the scheme of things, Jalen Brown is the most important player to be going. Jason Tatum will get 30 on any given night, apart except from for the 10 points. <laughs> In the last game. On any given night, he can go out and get 30. Whereas Jalen Brown, when he's hitting shots, they are a much better team. It's it's kind of the same thing with Milwaukee and Chris Middleton. Yep, agreed. Robin needs to perform well to win the finals. Yep, yep. Couldn't agree more with Kobe on that one. Um, would are you, Here we go, I'm going to put words in your mouth here. Are you saying that Jalen Brown could win the MVP of the finals if Boston win it, Kobe? No, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just doing a little bit of NBA media there, just trying to mince your words there, brother. Wait, wait. Technically, he could, but it will be like oh, a um. Good. It'll I reckon it'll be like the AD LeBron in the bubble. Technically, yeah. he could have given it to AD, but it was always going to LeBron. Yeah, same yeah. thing with Tatum. It will always go to Tatum. Like if yeah. they win it, it will be Jason Tatum's MVP. Yeah, I agree. The Boston team is really growing on me though, just quietly. No, nah, fucking. They're tough. They are. Um, a little bit more NBA as well. I know we spoke the playoffs. Um, NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Did I see that? Not well, many. Um, not much went sort of rogue this year. All pretty standard. Orlando, back to where they were. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Uh, OKC didn't get shafted this year. They got number two. They got number two, and they still got a, a later second round from the. I think it's the Clippers, maybe as well. I think it yep. might be. Yeah. Or twelve. Yep. So it'll be it'll be interesting because Orlando, Orlando already have a few big men. They've got that. A lot of people reckon Barber is on the outer, but they've got Barber. They got Wendell Carter. Do they just go in and take Chet Holmgren straight away? Because he is looking like the consensus number one pick. So we'll have to wait and see. Will they? Will they try to? Will they take Shaq? Again, I don't oh, think they're going Chet. I think they're going Jalen or Smith or whatever his name is. Jabari? Jabari, yep. Jabari Smith. You know what I really hate? I hate in the NBA. Teams that just draft talented players and they've got no dog. And Orlando have a bunch of talented, no-dogged players. Yes. So couldn't give us... Oh, a... I don't know. Jalen Suggs is a dog. He's playing like it this year. He's playing like it. He's got the dog in him too. Who? Jabari Smith, who I think they will take number one. Hopefully they do because I like, I, I'm a big Cole Anthony fan. I like Mo Bamba, but are they going to be starters on NBA playoff teams? I can't see it. If with this number one pick, Orlando, as long as they don't lose anyone, they could run a full rotation of 10 players that are all top 10 draft picks. Yep. Jonathan Isaac coming back as well, didn't play at all. And they will still suck. <laughs> yes, yep. they will. That would be bad. All righty. We are now on to 
the football. Few things happen this round, and you know what we're going to start mm. with? What are we starting with? Toby. Two weeks ago, it was flag mantle. Yes, still. Two weeks on, you've lost to Gold Coast and Collingwood. Just tell me, what is it now? Is it top four mantle? Is it top eight mantle? Is it just <laughs> eight finals mantle? What are we looking at? And how Nothing's much changed. Nothing's changed. It's still flag mantle. You know footy is a winter sport, right? Yeah, and it's supposed to rain against Melbourne on the weekend. That'll be fun. Um, I don't know. It was a weird one, weird little game, but they just don't look the same in the rain, do they? Not my thoughts. They were trying to be very cute on the weekend, and Collingwood were just playing that game where they get it on, lazy shoot in the rain, and Freo was still trying to hit those um the, the ones in through the middle, still trying to switch. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a um, inability to adapt to the conditions. Kobe is spot on with his analysis. I think it's also a little bit of getting beaten in and around the ball, but then you look at the contested numbers and they were yeah. almost the same. So wasn't so much. It was, I think it was the I think it was the quality that Collingwood were going forward with through their clearances. It was their method with the footy when they got. Outside, they went with pace and they went forward and they went with relatively ease, relative ease, which gave them good looks inside yeah. 50. How many inside 50 marks or inside 70 marks did Collingwood end up taking? Like it was like Ollie Henry. Henry. Ollie Henry was fantastic. Um, Collingwood were very good though. They, they, they were. I'm really looking forward to Collingwood Carlton at the G this week. It'll be a ripper. It really will be. Is it um, Saturday night? I think so. Uh, I there'll be 80,000 people there Yep But let's make no mistake here It's on Sunday, Sunday afternoon Yeah Deal, let's make no mistake I'm going to be relatively honest here I think this is the best thing that could have happened to Fremantle Well, it's kind of it's kind of exactly what Justin Longmuir said in his oh, um, shit, yeah. so If you go The Gold Coast game it was, okay, who wins at Metricon in those conditions against Gold Coast? A lot of good teams have been beaten up there, you know, in the past. Who, who got beaten there a couple of weeks ago? Um, I can't remember. Who's a decent side? Oh, fuck, it's escaping. But anyway, Gold Coast had a good win up there not too long ago. Versus Collingwood in this sort of game Sydney. style, Fremantle. Sydney, thank you. They bring in Tappener and they play... Tabs, Lob, and Darcy, and clearly it did not work. So going forward, this weekend one should be really interesting. If it's a wet weather game, personally, I, I don't think you can play. You can't play all three. You, you literally can't, not on a wet weather day. So this was a bit of a confirmation game going, all right, who can we play and who can we drop in regards to our tools? Um, and you have to play Darcy, and in my eyes, you have to play your best key forward in Tabana. So I reckon Lobby goes. Well, the next two weeks is Melbourne and, Melbourne and Brisbane, and the rumours are that Nathaniel will be back against Brisbane. So yep. the next six weeks will probably decide where they finish this year. Yep. How many yep. weeks does Switzkowski get for the chicken wing? I think he got three. Is it confirmed? Isn't he still going? 
Is the tribunal tomorrow or was it today? Not sure, mate. Yeah, I think you'll get a bit for it. Who knows? Who knows with the tribunal at the moment? Mm. Mm. It could be six weeks. It could be two weeks. Could be anything. I honestly, uh, I watched it live, and it was it was actually fucked. Like the the initial tackle pins the arm, and generally, like like what's the angle there? It's that's that's a that's a ninety. That's a forty five. His arm was almost at a thirty degree angle. Like, like he, mm. he could scratch the back of his neck. And I just thought that is absolutely fucked. Like, honestly, made me sick, yeah. eh? And, you know, I think... Is that it? Yeah. I don't think the other Collingwood players really had a good view of it. Like, I might just be talking no, about here. Because, they didn't. mate, if I... If, if I'm, I'm sure if any of us saw that on the field, it is on like Donkey Kong. Like, that was, that was just a grub act, if I'm going to be honest. I think, well, there's only one incident to compare it to, and that's Juddy. And he got, what, four? Something like that, yeah. And he actually popped Lee Adam Shaw out. Yep. So if you'd go on that, then two to three would be... I think you give him three. You'd expect two to three. Yeah. Just It was pretty clear it was just out of frustration, wasn't it? Like, as a small oh, absolutely. Ball, yeah, I think uh, oh, I think he saw Genevan. It was six minutes left in the last quarter, and he went, "I'm just going to do something to this bloke." This game is giving <laughs> us actually a lot of talking points. Actually, what were our thoughts on the mini celebration before the goal from Genevan? I just think it's a bit of personality from him. I like it. I like. I really like him. I, I actually, him. I did not mind it because <clears throat> it was a simple fist bump. One fist bump to the crowd, ball goes in. If he had a turned around, given a bit of, hey, look at me, maybe showed them the ball, that's when I'm like, oh, come on, champ. But a simple fist bump to the crowd when you're about to go six goals up in the fourth in the wet, I do not mind. And it's a big win as well. I don't mm. mind it. Um, it's going to be one of the few times we all agree. <laughs> yeah. um, all for it, a bit of personality in the game. I think modern day football, we all want our athletes to still more personality is the better. Yeah, we want them all to fit into this little box, and they've got to behave a certain way, they've got to act a certain way, and um, in a way, they turn into a little bit of robots. If you ask Not me, a hippie. So I, I know a lot of people still when they do the secret handshakes and stuff like that. Like everyone's like, "Oh wow, oh my god!" Um, so something like this and a bit of a bit of human being element behind these guys, I think it's the better. There is a fine line, like this, Michael O'Loughlin, 2005-06 sort of eras, what he did with the West Coast cheer squad. Oh, that that's right on the edge. That was a good one, but that's right on the edge. That's the best thing that's ever happened on a football field. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But um, more that people remember that sort of stuff. Um, and Ginnivan's openly said that that's how I'm going to act. That's who I am. Um, I'm not going to change. And I think... I think it's great for the game. It's funny if I was the coach and we were up by six goals and one of my players did that with seven, eight minutes to go. Hmm. Yeah, you hmm. don't know. Hold on, boys. Hold on. Yeah, but, you better hope you win. Uh, yeah, for sure. But let's just hope that something like that doesn't happen. You wouldn't – you would hate for that to happen in a big final and you end up losing. Imagine that. Oh, that would be – I don't think he would do that. I Here's agree. a question. Which I, Dylan, I'm not sure you had on your on your list. 
one game out of the Leon Cameron era, mm-hmm. and the Giants play some great footy. Shock. Who would have thought? Danilio plays great. Mid in the mid. Kelly plays great. Yeah. What a shock. They play in their actual positions and they play some good footy. Have you ever seen have you ever seen have you seen a Ferrari drive well on gravel road? (laughs) No. The problem was the driver was taking him off road. He's not an off-road car. (laughs) Well, you know what my my analogy was? Because a lot of people say how like Leon took him to, you know, they took him to a grand final, few prelims. Um, he did. But at the end of the day, he just kept crashing the Ferrari and the panel beaters were doing it back up for him. And then he would drive it, he'd get it to a place. Oh, yes, I like this bang crash. And then the panel beaters would do it back up for him and he'd go again. He would have done that three or four times. But if I have to be honest, I was almost scared that McVeigh wouldn't make such an obvious switch, if you feel me, because chucking cogs into the midfield, which is clearly something that Leon didn't want to do, I was almost a bit scared that he might be hesitant to sort of say fuck you to his ex-coach straight away, but he did it, and hey, cogs looked fantastic. Well, Mark McVeigh is auditioning for the job at the end of the year. He will want to win games. You know who else is really good? Harry Himmelberg out of fullback was fantastic. How about the barrel? And he, yep, he was really, really good. And their kickouts were were something of note. Um, but I, I, I think that was actually the worst loss we've had this year, in my personal opinion. Okay. I reckon that was worse than any we've had. Um, the lack of like guys said that yeah, we played. But let's remember, GWS are a team at the moment who are what fourteenth or something like that. They're not. They're not. Very good side. Um, and we, our application defensively was horrendous yet again. Mm. Um, and we're playing a team similar to us on the ladder. Oh, I'm happy to get done by Melbourne. Happy to get done by Brisbane. Don't care, to be honest. It's teams in and around where we are show a little bit of ticker. And we, we play like a team at the moment that's got no connection, no care for each other. Um, we actually moved the ball okay offensively, but... There's no, there's a lack of pride in the jumper at the moment at West Coast, and it's stark. Um, it's just little things. When there's a punch on or back and forth, or someone gets knocked to the ground, no one goes to pick them up. You watch Carlton, you watch, you know, Fremantle, you watch Melbourne. Someone gets, I guess, attacked by another player. It's fucking fifteen blokes in at West Coast. No one's helping. So stark issues, and yeah, we're in a bit of hurt yet again for longer. Yeah, opinion. I think, in my opinion, I think Richmond had is my worst game of the year, personally, just because of the home crowd, the the belief among fans that we could have got to win that night, um, and the rollover, and then like you said, the no celebration for JK seven hundred, that takes my worst mm-hmm. game. But yeah, this was up there, and like you list off the talent. <laughs> You list yeah. off the talent that GWS had out as well, and they matched up pretty similarly, you know? Like, it wasn't just us. So, yeah, it was pretty bad ones. Like those, like those games, like that North Melbourne game, that Collingwood game, the reason why they were so good was that we played with lesser players and actually played like it was like they had something to play for. Um, but for some reason, it's like you bring in 
Shuey, you bring in Redden, you bring in Tim Kelly. They just don't, not anymore. It's just, yeah, it's gone. It's it's a shame, but it, it is what it is. And um, unfortunately, we're rolling blokes like fucking, say this really in the nicest possible way, but quality, well, quality kind of player of Connor West and um, Jermaine Jones off halfback. And we're, we're trying to throw magnets around and stick it against a dartboard. It's pretty bleak at the moment, trying to get make the best of a shit situation. But um, Oscar Allen out for the year, put him on ice. Luke Edwards, pretty similar. Um, and we're finding out about a few blokes and I guess their careers will be decided by the end of the year. Nelson, Jamison, Bailey Williams. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting off season. And we're what, eight, ten rounds in. Yep. What's going on with Luke Shuey? Well, they played him off half forward, uh, half forward for a period of time on the weekend, which was interesting. He's still a good player, but can you depend on him week in and week out? The last two years, it's pretty evident you can't. Um, here's a little bit for you. Found some interesting news out, gentlemen. Uh, the hippie, the hippie seven, we're going to call him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Where do Patrick Nash and Campbell Chesser live? With Luke Shuey. Thank you. So you've got the captain of the club who you've got two guys off that hippie seven that live at the captain's house. Is, in my opinion, if there's been a club directive coming down saying that no one's going out, like, how has that happened? If you know what I mean? There, yep. I think there's a lack of leadership across the board and Luke Shuey's and the leaders are a part of it, but it's obviously pretty more... It's bigger than just Luke, but it's quite evident on the field um, we're lacking a lot in the leadership department. Yeah. There's a fun fact for you, gentlemen. There we go. Uh, is there anything else you boys want to talk about, either coming up or footy from the weekend? Is that now the worst umpiring display of the weekend that we've seen do they just is it just week in week out we see the new worst umpiring round as it goes i didn't watch enough of the weekend to know but from what i've seen it was pretty bad uh umpires a lot of players they have good games they have bad games like it's, I couldn't tell you the last time we had a final when the good, the best umpires in our competition are umpiring that a game has been decided purely off really bad umpiring decisions. Well, so when's the last time been... a game was decided by just a general game? When's the last time a game was decided by an umpire? Yeah, and like I've always said as well, like if it's one goal to zero at the end of the game and that one goal was decided by an umpiring decision, sure, you can say that that umpiring decision resulted in the, in the game result. But there's 15 goals being kicked each game. Teams turn the ball over. If you got no turnovers and an umpire pays them average decisions, sure, you can blame the umpire. But players make mistakes. Teams make mistakes. It's not the umpire's fault, in my opinion. They call it how they see it, and there's no bias. Simple. But I do want to say one thing before we move on. Dylan Mason, you have a lot to answer for. Hit me. Deal? I am... Just getting my phone up here right now. He's got receipts. And I'm nervous. He's got receipts. This could be anything. DM. Dill. The Reserves podcast is... The the logo is this man's cover photo on his Twitter profile. This is fantastic. Oh, I know where he's going. We're going back a little bit. A couple of days ago, Dill tweets a lot. He says the following. Matt Rao needs to be dropped... Unfortunately, gentlemen, this has been a boat 
that Dylan and Kobe have been riding for the last two seasons. Oh, shit. In the blatant comparison that he's a better than Joel Selwood. This is hypocrisy at the highest order. This is democracy is manifest. Is Matt, has Get your Joel hands Selwood off my in- limp penis. Hey, let me talk. <laughs> in what time and age since 2007 charge? has Joel Selwood been given a defensive midfielder role? Never. Has there ever been a time where Joel Selwood has been doubted for his genuine ability in the game? No. Has there oh, been dropped? Can I say, can I say no, no, let me have five my minutes. speech. Let me have We've my speech. Okay, let, him, time. let him go. Let him go, no. and then we can talk. Let him go, then we can talk. Do aren't you the admin? Yeah. Just mute him. Let him oh, go. Fair enough. See, that's right. Just suppress me more. Do it because the the monster's <laughs> getting bigger. I said five rounds. Five rounds in. Matt Rowe's first five games were fantastic. Yes, sure, but to give him the Brownlow name after that was cruel on him. And what you both need to say is, Matt, I am sorry. All right, let me go now. Sorry. Are you going to say, Matt, I am sorry? Not at all. Not at all. Because... Oh, me. I'll start off with this. This isn't... This also isn't news. I said two weeks ago that he was my most disappointing player. Um, Yep. And then I'm going to do a Cobb... I'm going to do half a Cobb here. So Cobb likes to change his tunes, okay, to new evidence. Right? Right? Am I right, Kobe? Oh, 100%. All right, now, you'll let me speak now. So the flip flop he does. Cobby's basically a pancake, flipping and flopping <laughs> everywhere. So Your evidence comes across there to make a new educated opinion. So Simple. yeah, so but I'm only doing a point five of that. So my my point five of that where I have changed is that Matt Rao is in unbelievably bad form, and mm-hmm. I honestly, as a elite midfielder in the AFL, to play. 100% when you're on the field as a midfielder, it is harder to get six disposals than it is to get 15. Oh, like this man is, he's been stuck. He's got no confidence. He's not playing as we've spoken about the role that we think he should be playing. And unfortunately, Matthew Rao, if you look at some of those Gold Coast VFL numbers, they are large and Matt Rao needs to go back down and try to win himself some footy. But I'm not finished. But those those first four games that he played, he led the brown load. And if that Matt Rao, what we were expecting to come back, did come back, he would have been a star of this competition right now. But injuries have held that back. So I want to, I'm glad, Dil, that you've taken a bit of an 0.5 approach. You've had new information come across your desk and you've been able to make a decision and an informed opinion. I wish this was in person. I wish this was in person. I just want to say is that so many people, so who would, gentlemen, who's the worst Brownlow medalist to ever win a Brownlow? A lot of people say Adam Cooney. Adam Cooney or Shane Y. Woden is another good example. Yep, fair enough. One good season. Yep. A lot of people say Matt Prittis. Everyone, everyone, are giving, everyone is giving Adam Cooney and Shane Woden these one-hit wonders, saying they were average players who had one good season, an elite season, some may say. I, for the life of me, 
do not understand how people can call Matt Rowell, have been calling Matt Rowell, an elite midfielder, off five games. He had five great games. Shit, Angus Brayshaw had five great games. Do we call him elite? Uh, Matt Rowell was different. And they're right, go. So this is what I mean. It's how can we call someone elite based on a man that was going to be a legend struck down by (laughs) England? Yes, correct. This is why people need to understand, take some time, and let things transpire over a longer period of time. And you two are no different in this case. This was good. That was good. Goodbye, you cop. I, I think you've got to start sticking your neck out and stop being so conservative with your coals. <laughs> oh. Alrighty, anything else? Point, yep. Don't you do not drop him. He needs to work through it. Oh no, he has to be chopped, Hayden. He had six disposals. Hayden had six disposals. He needs confidence. Well, go back to the knee for VFL now, isn't it? But yeah. Mm. Alrighty, boys. Mm. I think that'll do us for one Zoom. Pod, another Zoom pod. With we every time, we I don't think so. It's too hard on the Zoom. True. Every time we do a Zoom pod, we say this is our last, and they keep coming back. Well, we got definitely got one more in us because Kobe's got to get COVID, so we've got one more left. No, but then we can go over to his house, and we're immune. True. That's uh, if hey, I get it. Well, shut up. You will get it. <laughs> when did you get it? Um, deal like has it been eight weeks yet? Uh, it's closing in on it, yeah. It actually is, yeah. but no, it's it's at 12 yeah. now, it's now up to 12, isn't it? Oh, it depends on the body, mate. Depends on the immune system. Matt Rowan has never had COVID. I'm rock solid, <laughs> immune better. I am literally made of rat tests. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you for participating in this week's TED talk. I'll see you later. See you, bitches. Bye, losers.